Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Family Engagement Fridays podcast by Early Learning Ventures. This podcast presentation is from St. Mary's Rehabilitation Center located in Grand Junction, Colorado, and they will be discussing speech and language development for children one to three years of age. Please note the recordings will reference Scottish Rights, which is available through St. Mary's Rehab Center in Grand Junction, Colorado. The videos also reference earning developmental enrichment kits for viewing the videos, but that program is no longer available. I want to thank St. Mary's for allowing us to share out these great presentations. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next uh, presentation in this series. Um, this one will be specifically regarding children one to three years of age and speech and language development. And this will just give a brief overview of the milestones that are expected during those years. Um, I did want to revisit the um, thing that we pointed out um, in our first um, presentation that um, these are general guidelines and it is just an overview of the milestones we would expect. Um, but just remember to give your kiddos some grace and some time to get these skills under the, their belt. It's easy to compare to other kids the same age, um, but just important to remember that some kids just need a little bit of extra time. So with that uh, being said, thanks for joining us today and we will go ahead and get started. My name is McKenna Codlin, and I'm a speech therapist here at St. Mary's at the Life Center. I have my bachelor's from Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington, and my master's of science in medical speech and language pathology from the University of Washington in Seattle. Um, I'm relatively new to the area. I've been here for a couple of years now, and it's been fantastic serving this community and meeting the incredible kids and families that um, come into my office. And I just, I really love serving this community. So a brief overview of what we'll talk about today. Um, again, uh, speech and language development from one to three years of age. We will be talking about receptive communication, so how your kiddos are understanding and taking language in. Um, expressive communication, so what they're putting out, whether that's sign, um, verbal language, um, etc. Um, and then also we will be talking about speech and the actual sounds that they are making. We'll get started here with our one-year-olds. These are some typical milestones that we will see um, around one year of age. Um, we did note this at the end of our first presentation in the 12 to 15 month range, um, but about uh, around one year for receptive language, they'll start to follow some one-step directions, very simple one-step directions. Um, stops when told no almost every time. I get a lot of um, giggles from parents when I bring this one up during an evaluation, um, but just in general, are they stopping at all when told no? I'm responding to very simple commands and then responding to words like up or bye-bye with gestures. So whether that's reaching up um, to be lifted up or waving goodbye, I'm starting to see some responses um, with gestures. 
As far as expressive language goes, our first words are going to be heard between 12 to 15 months, um, or they should be heard between 12 to 15 months. Um, again, there's a range there. Um, they're going to use the single word sentences, um, use a variety of that inflection in their babble. Um, and then also another thing that I noted at that uh, the end of that first presentation is that it's very difficult for these kiddos to talk while walking. So if you do see a plateau or um, limited growth in their speech and language output during this time when they're learning how to walk, that is completely normal and um, not a cause for concern at this point. Um, I like to tell parents, again, kids want to do one hard thing at a time. So give them some grace while they're learning a bunch of hard things all at once. And looking at their speech, um, they're going to have a variety of babble and unidentifiable speech, totally normal, lots of vowels, and then you'll start to hear these consonant sounds um, that I have listed here. Um, and, you know, not all of them all at once, but these are some that you might start to hear early on. And they are going to be um, getting rid of the sounds at the beginning and the ends of words, just tossing out some of those consonants to make things easier for them. We've listed some strategies or activities that are fantastic for encouraging language development at this age. Um, the first one I want to highlight is um, narration. So narrating throughout your day, talking through the routines, whether it's bath time, um, walking the dog or uh, diaper changes, talk through those routines. Oh, mommy's going to change your diaper. Now she's gonna throw it away. Um, and just talking through what you're doing. It, it feels weird to begin with, but um, it's really an excellent way to give increased language uh, stimulation. Vocalizing during play while you're playing with your kids, just talking about what you're doing. Um, offering choices can be a really excellent way to encourage um, language input. Um, offer choices between two objects with both of them being labeled with a simple single word. Like, oh, you want green or blue car? Um, I'm not expecting the kids to necessarily imitate you and tell you what they want, but I want to see them reaching, looking, making that choice. Um, this is just a really great way for you to give some more, even more language input than what you might already be doing. Um, and then we're also using uh, that narration like we talked about um, with these choices as well. And it encourages engagement with the kiddos. Um, next, use your voice. A variety of inflection can be really helpful for kids. Kids typically uh, tune into the highlighted parts of a message. Um, you might sound something like, oh, you want the car, or yes, ball, go. Um, very simple um, kind of highlighted parts of your message can be really helpful for kids, and they turn, tune into those um, naturally highlighted pieces. So moving on to two-year-old milestones, looking at receptive language, they're going to bump up to following some two-step directions. So get your shoes and get to me. Um, understanding when they're spoken to about a toy that's in another room. So, oh, yep, where's, where's Teddy? Um, and, you know, maybe going and getting it or understanding that, oh, that toy, you know, it's in the other room right now, but I can look at it if I want it. It still exists. <laughs> Um, and then starting to follow directions that include verbs, roll the ball, um, pat, 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 different things like that. Um, expressive language, starting to look at this, they are going to um, likely have about 50 plus words by 18 months. And that will quickly increase to about 200 words by 24 months. And this can be spoken or signed. But again, these vocabularies are growing really quickly. 
um, like we start to use some two word sentences with maybe some three words thrown in there, but starting to put things together. Um, mama go, daddy bye, um, gamma hi, <laughs> or hi gamma. Um, naming five pictures in a book. This is just a, you know, an estimate, but starting to name some pictures, see some self-centered pronouns, um, and then past tense with some overgeneralization of that. So that ED that goes on those simple past tense um, verbs, starting to use that um, maybe even incorrectly, but knowing that, oh, when something happens in the past, you know, I'm going to start to toss that on there. Um, and then beginning to show frustration when they're not understood. Um, this is really hard for parents too, because you don't want to see your kids frustrated, but it is a great sign. It tells me that they are, they have something to say and they want to be understood. <laughs> um, and then looking at speech here are narrowing down under some more consonants that you may start hearing. Um, and then they are approximately 50 to 65% intelligible at this point. Um, start to hear some two-syllable words beginning to emerge as well. Some more strategies or activities that can be used for um, eliciting some language. Um, I love the idea of singing together. So maybe pick your favorite nursery rhymes. I mean, really prefer songs that um, encourage them to fill in the blank or just giving them wait time during a song to see if they will fill in the blank. Um, so wheeled on the bus specifically, you know, oh, should we do doors or um, driver? And then they choose the verse. Or um, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you, and see if they'll finish that uh, phrase for you. Um, adding on, so picking a word that your kiddo has already mastered and adding a word to it. Maybe you're playing with cars. Um, go car, um, blue car, car fast, and just adding on um, another word to a word that they've already mastered can be a really, really excellent way to encourage some more language use. Um, next, I wanted to talk about bath time. I think bath time is a fantastic time um, to work on speech and language. If kids enjoy the bath, um, then typically from a sensory perspective, they are maybe more calm, they're content, they're happy. This is typically a face-to-face -face time for parents and kiddos. Um, and I like to jokingly say that it is a captive audience. They're you know, likely not going to be running around in the bathtub. Um, maybe they are, I don't know. <laughs> but um, encouraging, I encourage you guys to, to build speech and language into bath time. There's a lot of great opportunities for it. You know, bubbles on your head, on your feet, on your belly. Um, you know, water goes in, dump out, um, pour on. Um, it, there is an endless, there's endless opportunities for bath time language and for adding on, which is great. Looking at our three-year-old milestones for receptive language, they're going to start to understand some words that describe people, understand those position words in, on, and under, um, and then following two requests that are not related to one another. Um, so take off your jacket and then find the puppy. Um, start to answer some questions with specific examples. So what do you want for lunch? And being able to give you, you know, an answer, whether or not that's an appropriate choice for lunch is to be determined, but um, having them kind of choose and, and give you specific examples. Um, and then starting to understand the basic WH questions that I have listed here. 
far as expressive language goes, again, our vocabulary is growing exponentially. Um, 300 plus to about a thousand words uses prepositions like in, on, and under, asks and answers WH questions. Um, starting to see some ing and plural s emerging at this point. Um, use of those basic WH questions, like I noted before, um, but I wanted to highlight the types. And then beginning to use why as well. They're curious little ones. As far as speech goes, they're expected to be about 75 to 80% intelligible at this point. Um, and they'll slightly start to use some age-appropriate phonological processes. And these processes are um, processes that kiddos use with their, within their sounds um, and the sound classes to make speech easier for them, to make sounds that are hard for them easier and more approachable. And likely this means changing it to another sound, but you'll start to see um, start to see some of that. It might be that cat is tat or um, uh, yeah, that they're going to be starting to use some, some sounds that are easier for them. Strategies and activities for this age can be uh, some shared book reading. This is a great time, for, it's great family time, great one-on-one um, -on -one time if possible. Um, we've got, um, we can label and identify within pictures. Identifying verbs is really fantastic at this point as well. Um, connecting the story or images to the kiddo and what's happening in their daily routine and daily life. Um, something that I really like to point out with parents is take your time, read the same book more than once, give kiddos an opportunity to predict what's going to happen next. The other thing I really like to point out is you do not have to read word for word the story every single time. If you know your kid won't sit through the whole book, go through it a little bit quicker and just talk about the pictures that you see. If you feel like there's too many words on the page and they won't sit for all of that, make up your own story. Try to keep it a little consistent so that they can predict what will happen next, but you don't have to read the same words every single time. Um, kids just it will benefit from, from sharing that experience with you. As far as wait time goes, give kids plenty of time to respond. This is so hard and it's so hard for me too. And this is my job, um, but it's so hard. I want to fill that space. I want to talk to them, um, but give them plenty of time to answer your questions or to imitate. Wait for them to fill the communicative space. Like I said, it can be so hard, but give them some wait time. <laughs> um, and then what kind of play partner are you? I, I encourage parents to consider this when they are thinking about how they interact with their kiddo. So um, consider how you typically play with your kid. Do you direct them? Do you observe? Um, are you, do you wait for them to lead? Um, and how can you adapt your typical play style to be a little bit more compatible with your kiddos? So you know, if you are being a little bit more of a director, like, oh, this is where the toys go and this is how the cars play. Maybe we try to sit back and see how the kiddo will lead play. Um, if we're a little bit more of an observer, maybe we jump in and try to give some more language input and some more um, modeling. Um, just see if there's any room for uh, some changes in your play structure. I encourage you to think, think a little bit about that. So that brings us to our DIY home activities sheet. This can be found under the uh, parent education tab on our website where you found this presentation. We put a lot of time and effort into this and it's ideas for things that you guys can do at home for little to no cost um, that will target some of these uh, milestones that we're discussing in our motor and speech presentations. So give these a look, 
and please feel free to reach out with any questions that you that you might have regarding these activities. So if you've listened to this presentation and you're thinking, hmm, I really think my child might need an evaluation, um, here are the steps that you're going to follow. First, call and schedule an appointment with your child's primary care physician. Discuss your concerns and request a speech therapy evaluation. Um, we do have Scottish Rite funding available exclusively here at the St. Mary's Life Center. Um, this does not cover costs for evaluation, but it can, if you qualify, uh, provide some support for treatment uh, and for funding for treatment, which is fantastic. Uh, and your physician will then send a referral and you will be called and scheduled for an evaluation uh, appointment. These are the references that I use to bring you this information today. I very often turn to these references um, and look and continue to learn. I feel like I'm constantly learning. And honestly, the people I'm learning the most from are the parents that walk through my room, the parents and the kiddos. You guys are the experts on your kids. And so that's I never want that to be forgotten. Um, as far as these references go, though, the Hannon Center, number three there, is an excellent, excellent resource for families. They have some really great parents handouts that I would encourage you to go look through if you are hungry for more information. Um, and also, please feel free to email me or reach out with any questions. I look forward to you joining for our next presentation covering ages one to three play and self-care development. The link for this can be found um, on the website where you found this presentation. Please remember to fill out the survey on our website under the Parent Education tab in order to qualify for a developmental enrichment kit and the contact hours. Um, there are a limited number of kits available um, and they'll be distributed on a first come first serve basis, uh, but you will need to complete all of the surveys for each of the presentations in order to qualify. We put a lot of um, care into creating these enrichment kits. We had way too much fun um, putting these together and looking for appropriate fun developmental toys for you guys to have at home. Um, and they're fantastic, if I do say so myself. <laughs> the next series of videos will be released on Wednesday, November 3rd. We will see you then. And lastly, a big thank you to the Scottish Rite Foundation. Um, they funded this grant and uh, this uh, program for us to be able to bring you all of this information. Um, again, thank you for allowing us into your home this evening or whenever you're choosing to watch this. And we really hope that you join us for our next program. Thank you. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day.